0: number 23 verse 38 where it was mentioned. Let's begin from 37. These are the feasts of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering convocation sorry to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord a bent offering and a grain offering A sacrifice and drink offering. Everything on its day. Beside the Sabbaths of the Lord. Beside your gifts. Beside all your vows. And beside all your free will offerings. Which you give to the Lord. Hallelujah. So there's such a thing as free will offering. And um. The fights, as we said in the Old Testament, as we saw in the law, and also before the law, was a 10% kind of offering. Which you give to the Lord in response, according to Abraham, a response to a priestly blessing. And then, according to Jacob, it was what? All that I have belongs to God. So... I say that I give 10% of all my money to the Lord as a token or as a symbol or as an indication that all that I have belongs to God or all that was giving me came from God. Hallelujah. Praise the, Praise the Lord. And then we spoke about the first fruit offering. A free will offering is an offering that you freely give to the Lord. All right, so the name is free will offering. So it's an offering that is freely giving to the Lord without compulsion, inducement, or any specific amount tied to it. It's an offering that is freely giving to the Lord, or freely, so out of your own volition or out of your own voluntarism, you give it to the lord right without any condition whatsoever it can actually be a pledge it can be a pledge. it's something that you are not forced to it's something that you are not under any obligation whatsoever to give it come on hallelujah that is a free will offering It's an offering that is giving according to your free will. Nobody forces you. Nobody induces it. Nobody kind of um, coerces you to give. It is something you give by your own accord. Hallelujah. All right, so we are going to go through the word of God and find out several examples of it. Let's go to Leviticus 22, verse 17 to 25. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say unto them, Whatever man of the house of Israel, or of the strangers in Israel, who offers a sacrifice for any of his vows or for any of his free will offerings which they offer to the Lord as a bent offering, you shall offer of your own free will a meal without blemish from the cattle." So here God specified A particular kind of free will offering. All right, we are still in the law in the Old Testament, so it's all right. It's going to be this. It's going to be um, um, a male, a male what? A male goat or a male sheep? A male goat without blemish. Are we together? All right. So it is offered to the Lord. Now, let's go to Exodus thirty-five. Actually, the first time. that free will offering was mentioned. Exodus 35. Then we're going to have a picture of free will offering. Exodus 35, 10. All who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all the... So, Exodus 35. And um, I say Exodus 35 What? 10 to 29. All who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle, its tents, its coverings, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, the ark and its poles with the mercy seat and the veil of the covering the table and its poles and all its utensils and the showbread, all the lampstand for the light, the utensils, its lamps, and the oil for the light, the incense, altar, and it goes on and on and on and on. Now let's go to verse 20. And all the and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone came whose heart was stared, and everyone whose spirit was willing and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service and for the holy garment they came both men women as many as had a willing heart and brought earrings and nose rings rings and necklaces amazing so think about it those days they had earrings nose rings and what have you yet the Bible called them the people of the Lord They came both men, all right, earrings, rings, necklaces, all jewelry of gold. That is every man who made an offering offering of gold to the Lord. Listen, verse 22 again. They came both men and women, as many as had a willing heart, and brought earrings and nose rings, rings and necklaces. So there were men who had nose rings. I'm just wondering how they would look like. (laughs) <laughs> and every man, verse 23, and every man with whom was found blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat hair, and red skin of rams and badger skins brought them. Everyone who offered an offering of silver or bronze brought the Lord's offering. And everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service brought it. All the women who were gifted artisans spun yarn with their hands and brought what they had spun of blue, purple, and scarlet and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stared with wisdom spun yarn of, of goat hair. The rulers brought onyx stones and the stones to be set in the effort and in the breastplate and spices and oil for the light for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense the children of Israel brought a free will offering to the Lord all the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material of all kinds I mean for all kinds of work which the Lord by the hand of Moses had commanded to be done so now what was the free will offering God told Moses I want to build a tabernacle Moses said yes sir then God says, speak to all the children of Israel and tell them, this is what I want to do. Now, when you tell them, their heart will be stirred and their heart will be, will be willing. Now, I'm going to underline that because I will need that in the New Testament. Their heart will be stirred and their heart or their minds will be willing. Now, those whose hearts and minds are stirred and are willing Will give now. So all of them, the moment Moses says, All right, so in our contemporary language, we say, All right, the Lord spoke to us that okay, next year we are buying a land and we are building a church. Now that is what the Lord says we should do. Now, after Moses communicated that, then they all left the presence of Moses. It's amazing. I can preach on this for a whole day. They all left the presence of Moses. And then the Bible says, as they went, that some people's hearts were stirred and others were willing. You recognize that the Bible did not say all of them brought it. So it means that it wasn't all of them whose hearts were ready or whose hearts were stirred. It takes a willing and a stead heart to be a giver. See, it does not take people who have money. We'll see that in the New Testament. It does not take people who are working to give. It takes people whose heart are stead and are willing to give to give. There are people, they can have millions of dollars. They can't give. And there are people who may not have as much, but will be givers. Because giving is more of a heart condition and a mind condition than a mere giving of money. When your heart is not spared, when your mind is not willing, you cannot be a giver. And God needed these two, these two for people to be able to give free will offerings. That means, if we say, "All right, we are buying a land," somebody can say, "Hey, land! Hey, these people—they don't know the price of land in this community. Land, la what? Land? All right, okay. So the people who have money will give. After all, when they are done building the church, we will be part. Then there can be somebody in the church who may not even have as much." who goes to his bed and is thinking, God, what can I do to be a part of this land? So one's heart is stirred, the other one's heart is not stirred. One's mind is willing, the other's mind is not willing. I've seen people who are salaried workers, they can't even give an offering of 10 cities, even after when they are paid. It is a heart condition more than it is of a hand condition. So, my, Charlie, my pocket is dry. That, that, my pocket is dry. I can't type. My pocket is dry. I have a lot of things to do. People who give are not people who don't have a lot of things to do. They are people whose hearts and minds are ready, willing and steadfast. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, those whose mind were willing and were ready and stirred, they brought to the Lord. They brought to the Lord offerings of gold, of silver, of purple, of scarlet, of blue, of of, of, of fine linen and all of that. Now, so it gives us what the free will offering is. It is an offering because, see, the one who had gold did not bring silver. And the one who had silver did not bring purple. So the ones that had purple brought purple. The ones that had this brought that. So free will offering then would mean that you bring according to what you have. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You bring according to what you have. It's not something that is compulsory. It's not something that you are forced to. It's not something that you are coerced to. Oh, won't you give? Won't you give? Won't you give? Won't you give? Try and give. Won't you give? Charlie, give, give, give. That is not a free will offering. No, that's not a free will offering. A free will offering is an offering without any inducement. You are not induced to give. You are not coerced to give. We just said that we want to buy a chair or want to buy chairs for the church. And there you are, then you say, all right, I'm going to give 20 chairs. That's a free will offering. Hallelujah. It's a different thing when you say, if God blesses me to, if God helps me to give birth, I'll I'll buy 50 chairs. That's not a free will offering. That's a conditional offering. It's a votive offering. In other words, vow offering. Alright? Now, then you can have maybe Thanksgiving offering. Thanks, I told you Thanksgiving offering, right? God does something for you. And then you go and you thank the Lord for what he's done. Alright? So, it can be an offering. It can be whatever Then you give to the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the free will offering is that from your own will, from your own volition, from your own heart, you give it to the Lord. So, free will offering is an offering that you don't have any amount. Nobody tells you, "All right, Albert, you are bringing three thousand Ghana cedis." I say, Oy. That is not a free will offering. All right. A free will offering is an offering that you decide, you agree, you propose. Nobody forces you. You are not under any compulsion. That's free will. You just give it. Hallelujah. So, are we supposed to give free will offerings in the New Testament? That is a question, right? Now, let's go to First Chronicles chapter number 29. Now let's begin from verse 1. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. And the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. For the Lord God. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. (laughs) Oh my God, I love David, boy. It is, I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Oh, my God. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared. <laughs> oh, my God. See, there are some people, they are good characters in the Bible. They are good characters in the Bible. Sometimes you will not understand why it's like God is glued to those people. Look at, look at at Look at what he's saying. He says, Because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for things of gold and the silver for things of silver and for all kinds of work to be done by the hand of the craftsman. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? So he asked the question. Then the leaders of the father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the officers over the king's work, offered Willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God five thousand talents and ten thousand diarics of gold, ten thousand talents of silver, eighteen thousand talents of bronze, and one hundred thousand talents of iron. And whoever had a precious stone gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord. Into the hand of Jehiel the Geshonite, the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly. Because with a loyal heart, they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also rejoiced greatly. Did you see that? says they gave willingly to the Lord. So God, I mean, um, David wanted to build the Lord a house. And God says, all right, your, your hand is is, 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 is is with blood. So you're not going to build it. Let Solomon build it. Now David start, all right, no problem. God says, I should not build it. Thank you, Father. But even when God said, you are not going to build it, David says, my affection is on the house of God. So I am going to make provisions even beyond my might. I'm going to put that in the treasury so that when Solomon is about starting, he wouldn't have to find it a battle to start the house of God or to build the house of God. Then he also tells the people, this is what I have done. How many of you are ready to consecrate yourself before the Lord today? How many of you are ready to give yourself to the work of the Lord? Then the Bible says, the leaders, the leaders of of the father's houses and all of that leaders of thousands and ten thousands and all the leaders and all the people who were there, whose hearts were willing once again came up. And this one says, I'm going to offer gold. This one says, I'll offer 10,000 pieces of this. This one says, I'll give wood. This one says, I'll give that. And when they were done, the Bible says they rejoiced. They rejoiced because they had offered to the Lord willingly. And with a loyal heart, they offered. It takes a staring. It takes what? It takes a staring. It takes what? Come on. what, What is the second one? Willing heart, and now it takes a loyal heart to the Lord to give. And then, according to David, it takes setting your affection, setting your mind on the work of God. Oh, my goodness, we can teach on this the whole day. So, number one, willing heart, willing heart. Number two, one, stead. Stead heart, takes a stead heart. Number three, it takes a loyal heart. Number four, it takes certain affection on the Lord's work. For you to freely give. Now, we are talking about free will offering. Actually, that is what we'll be talking about in the New Testament kind of giving but so for you to have the ability to constantly give to the house of god to always be a giver number one you don't have to have money it's not part of the things listed here you don't need to have money to give you don't need to have praise someone say ah you know what all right so free will offer don't worry i, I find a struggle to give i want to go and pray about it like god should stay me number one you need a willing heart it means that you must not be obstinate you must not be stubborn when there is a giving project. Praise the name of the Lord. For example, oh, we are doing this. We are, we are going for armor Camp and the total budget is 78000 and registrations and plus plus everything will be 40000 We are raising 38000 How many of you want to help in this? Then you are just a kashakata. Mm-mm. Willing heart. The heart must be willing. You must not be stubborn. See, like the Bible says that if you hear today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. The first thing that should come in your mind should not be where am I going to get the money from? The first thing that should come in your mind should not be I don't work. The first thing that should come in your mind is how am I going to be a part of this? When you read a lot of the Psalms which you don't have time to go through, you'll find out David will say "I, I will give thanks to the Lord and I will pay my vow off. David David gave all kinds of offerings to the Lord with so much joy to the point that he wrote songs about them. He wrote songs through with offerings about his vow offerings and all the other offerings. Hallelujah. And then you he says that they were glad because with a loyal heart they gave. What is loyalty? Loyalty simply means sticking to someone, regardless what. Your heart and, and his heart is glued together, inseparable. That is loyalty. Hallelujah. So they were happy that with a loyal heart, that when they heard that God was in need, all right, that in inverted commas, that God was in need, they were able to come to the rescue of God. What do I mean by that? When they heard that God wants to build a church, through Solomon. They didn't say, yeah. Yeah, but it's not am I the one he's building a church? The ch- church is, is, a, is a church for me. We will all finish building a church. Finally, they will build an office for pastor. If we have 700 members and we are building an office for everybody, do you think that we will get enough land? No. Yeah, they'll build a church. After they build a church, they'll give they'll give the key to the pastor. The pastor is coming, they have to open. Please, 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 please. Uh, it's not like that. Right now, church is family business, though. So. Oh, so it's just, the church is just enjoyed by pastor, his wife and his children and a few of the leaders, the people down there, they don't eat anything you come to church, you want something to eat mercy on your soul that is going to hell, alright so with a loyal heart and then your affection set on the work of God it means that until one loves the Lord, he can't give so a giving. Giving is a proof of how much you love the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Some of you you, are, you have gone home already. Giving is a proof of how much you love the Lord. If you don't love the Lord, you cannot give to the Lord. You will not find it necessary to be giving to the Lord. Say I give. Come on. I like that theme. Say I give. I give. Hallelujah. Now let's go to was chapter number 4 verse 5. All right now. Let's read it. One, two, go. hmm So, God was saying something that Israel loved to do. In the negative sense, anyways. He says, when they give the free will offering, they are announcing it and they are proclaiming it. Oh, yeah, we're having a church offering and I gave a $200,000 offering. God says, keep on. Now, in other words, we don't do free will offerings for show. We don't give offerings for showmanship. So, we are building a church and somebody comes and says, alright, I paid for everything. Let those who don't have money go and sit down. Now, some people, the way they even give in church, you just know that they are just, they are happy they are giving because they will be announced. See, that's one thing that when you do in the house of God, you never get any reward for it. When you do things for a name and for fame. Hallelujah. Maybe if there's nobody there, you won't give. Now you got to know that, oh, as for this particular giving convention, Daddy is there. And you know all the pastors are there. And here you are. Then we call for 1,000 Ghana cities. And you get up. You are not even looking at it. Very... Say, hey, this brother is very spiritual. Spiritually a giver. God said that goes nowhere. Hallelujah. It's a heart thing. It's you and God thing. Hallelujah. So this kind of offering is given freely. It's given freely. No compulsion. No conditions attached. You come to the Lord and you give freely. Now that means that our offerings are free will offerings. Is that it? I mean nobody tells you that Martin give an offering of ten cities every Sunday. So when you come, you purpose in your heart. Second Corinthians chapter number nine, verse two, one to go. Continue. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's get into verse 7. Read verse 7. Let everyone give as he purposes in his heart. This is the New Testament kind of giving. Now, a child of God, a new creation, is not under any obligation to give tithe Or not to give thight. The new creation is is not supposed to give Mm tithe. The Bible didn't say so. The new creation is not under any obligation whatsoever, according to the scriptures, to give or not to give tithe. To give or not to give first fruit. To give or not to give free will offerings. To give or not to give votive offering. But in the New Testament, the Bible says, whatever you purpose in your heart, give. It's very important. People think that it means that give whatever you decide. Mm -mm. Whatever you Purpose in your heart. After the teaching, you purpose in your heart to be loyal, to be a loyal tithe giver, to be a loyal first fruit giver. The Bible says, Give. See, because God knows why He brought that revelation in your spirit, God knows why He stirred your heart for that particular kind of offering. Hallelujah! You may have never been giving your tithe, but right throughout this teaching, you want to, you you made a decision that I want to become serious with giving my tithe. I want to become serious with giving my first fruit. And you see, as for first fruits, a lot of people in this church—not a lot—I mean, quite a number of people—are very, very, very serious with it. Very serious with it. I heard of a brother who got a teaching job. And his first salary, he didn't touch it. He brought everything to the Lord. Right in this church. This is a secondary school Liver. His first, can you imagine, the person can always say, my first salary ever, I gave to the Lord. So whatever you propose in your heart, if you propose in your heart that I, after all this, I'm not going to give any offering. Give, give no offering. But then, after we, we finish with next week, I'll teach you on the blessings of being a giver in the New Testament. So, whatever you purpose in your heart, give. So, if you purpose to give a tithe, give. If you purpose to do beyond tithe, give. If you purpose to do um, first fruit offering, Give if you purpose to give a votive offering, give. Don't let anybody make you feel like giving tight is wrong, don't let anybody make you feel like not giving tight is wrong. Are we together in this place? But whatever revelation the Lord brings to your heart, anighte. See, when you read Deuteronomy somewhere. Let's go to Deuteronomy 23, I believe. Either 23 or 13. Deuteronomy 23, 23. That which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and perform. Even a free will offering, according as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. So even a free will offering, if you decide I'm going to be doing free will offering, the Bible says, keep it. So whatever you propose this day in your heart to give, give. And I would, I would, I would um, admonish you that if you have not been consistent with giving, the best place to start from is tithe. Don't stay there, but start from there. Because tithe gives you a consistent way of committing yourself in your finances to the Lord. Because you know that, oh, tithe means that every money that comes into my hand, I take 10% of it and I give to the Lord. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because if you take tithe off, and you take maybe first fruit off, you can be a very haphazard giver. You can be like that guy who eats all his money and comes to church and is looking up to God. But if you are not, if you've not been consistent with your giving, then start from tithe. There are people who give more than tight. There are people who give, they give more than tight. Hallelujah. Once a while, I give that. It's just once a while. Because I have this thing with God. Every money that I have is for God. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes so I can empty myself right now and put it in the offering basket. It's for God. But how did I begin from that? Because imagine you've never given 10% out and you want to give 90%. There will be war. So, thighting or percentage offerings, let me put it that way, help you to become consistent and disciplined in your giving life. Hallelujah it helps you become disciplined and consistent in your giving life and you see you cannot increase in the grace of giving if you don't have consistency i'll teach you when we get to the new testament you can't have the grace you cannot be a giver if you don't have if you don't have a track record of giving from small to big it's like somebody who does who does not pray, who does not have a prayer life, decides that he's going to pray ten hours a day. It's not feasible because even three minutes a day, you've not been able to keep it. How are you going to do 10 hours a day? How are we together in this place? So it is better to begin from your tithe, pay your tithe, give your thighs, pay your tithe, give your thighs, pay your tithe, and then the Lord Himself will stir your heart one of these days through his word and you will know that you have graduated. You no more do that. You do 20%. You do 15%. You do 11%. You do 30%. Whatever percentage that you propose in your heart, do what? Give. So it means that, let's read that scripture again. Second Corinthians Nine seven. 2 9, 7. Corinthians 1, 2 go. Uh-huh. Listen, he says, so let each one, let each one give. He didn't say, so let those who have give. He says, so let each one give. What it means is that every one of us has something to give. Hallelujah. You don't come to church and say you don't have anything to give. Hallelujah! You don't say that. Hallelujah! There is always something to give. You always have what it takes to give. Praise the Lord. Say, so what if I'm coming to you? I don't have money. The Bible says, "Let each one give." Then say, "Ah, no." Then the Bible is not being fair. <laughs> I won't come then. The Bible is not being fair to me. The Bible says, let each one give. Now, if you are going to use the formula in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, you will get to know that everyone has something to give. That Gary that you go and buy five CDs, you can buy four CDs. That data that you do two CDs, you can do one CD. These are ways that you honor God. These are ways you prove that you honor God. Praise the name of the Lord. Think about you always wanting to buy expensive things. Always what comes in your mind is that new earring that has come, that has flying tie around it. It will be a serious earring. (laughs) Always, all that classy heel. That's what you are looking at. You see, I, I want to wear, hold my tie and leave my legs. People still wear that today? Really? I don't know why you're going to wear that. And all that your mind is on is your next boot, your next shoe, your next that, this kind of suit, this kind of that. You say, you're, 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 I'm saving towards buying a suit. You don't honor God. You don't have any reverence for God. It means God is not part of the things that you want to. That's it. Yeah. And some of you, you save to buy all kinds of things. Some say, oh, I need a fascinator. So you save and go and buy a fascinator. Some say, oh, we ha- I have a wedding three weeks time. So I'm saving to buy a heel. I'm part of the bridesmaid. So I'm saving to buy a fascinator. You don't fear God. You have no fear of God. If you can save for a wedding that is not your own, and not save for your offering, you don't fear God. If you can save to go and buy a heel, and you don't have enough wisdom and sense to save for your offering, you don't fear God. I know a lot of you don't like what I'm telling you. Are you here or you have gone home? You save to buy lipstick even lipstick. You say, oh, that lipstick is Mary Kay lipstick. It's 48 Ghana cities. I have 42. I'm now saving. I'm adding six to it. You are coming. You have money for Mary Kay. You don't have money for offering. It's a sin. Yeah, it's a sin. The Bible says, let each one of you give. It is say, let some of you. Say, let each one, as you have purposed in your heart, even if it's a pessoa that you have purposed in your heart, give. Don't come to church always without money to give. I said, ah, man of God, is it compulsory now? If the Bible says, let each one of you give as he has purposed in his life, it's not compulsory. If the Bible says, all right, so when you come to church, whoever has something to give, give according to what you have purposed. It's different from now, let each one of you. Let each, let each, the Bible says, read that again. All right, one, two, go, uh uh-huh. So let each one. What's the meaning of each one? Everybody. Everybody. Every single passing. So when you come to church, right now somebody is thinking, today I came to church with an offering, Jesus. <laughs> 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 I didn't come to church with money. I didn't come to church with the offering. This man of God to say, let each one give. What am I going to give now? Tell somebody don't come to church without an offering. Ever again. Ever again. And don't say you'll not come to church because you don't have offering. That means you don't fear God. How many of us have stayed like a whole month no money crossed your hand? Let me pray for you like a whole month you didn't see money. Not even 3 persons. like what the smallest money one person. I didn't pass through your hand. Someone said, ah, what if they use the money to send me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So let each one of you give according to what he has purposed in his heart. I'll explain that to you from Sunday. That New Testament giving, first of all, is a hard thing. The emptiness of your giving, the zeroness of your giving is a revelation of the purposing of your heart. So, if your heart is not purposed, your offering will have no purpose. You, 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 your offering will not; it will not be consistent. So, the Bible says, first of all, give." Uh-huh, read it. Read it. it says, uh-huh, let each one of you give." uh-huh. as he purposed in his heart. It didn't say, let him give as he has in his pocket. Let him give as he purposes in his heart. So offering, givings are a product of the purposing of your heart. What does it mean to purpose in your heart? To determine. So one of the things you need determination for is offering. Come on, hallelujah. Say, Pastor, Pastor. Sincerely speaking, how many of us have purpose for our offerings? Like, it's a purpose. It's not something that you know, oh, today I came to church, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm see what I had. It, it's a purpose. You are coming to church, you know, my offering is 20 CDs every service day. My offering is two CDs every service day. My offering is five pesos every service day. It's not about the amount It's about what you have purposed in your heart. Hallelujah. Yeah, what you have purposed in your heart. The Bible says what you have purposed in your heart, give. Uh Uh-huh. He says let each one of you, each one. It means that offering is not done collectively. You cannot come. He says hold half. Then let's go. Let's go. We are going to give offering. Or you put it inside the office, say, Father, me and my brother. (laughs) Each one. Or they say, I tap in your offer tree blessing today. I didn't bring offering. Let me tap. Each one. How many of us have tapped into offer tree blessing before? (laughs) Things are happening. I don't know things are happening. Things are happening in the house of God. So you propose each one. You're coming from the house, and you have your each offering. You have your each. O- there are a lot of things we can do together, but we can't give offerings together. You just, "Oh Charlie, Albert, how much do you have? Five CD. All right, so me and you. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not offertory. That is lack of honor. And you that you are giving offering, and somebody is patching on your offering, mm-hmm. offertory patches." If you, are, if you are a pitcher in offering, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Else you won't make it to heaven. Purpose. Purpose in your heart to give. Hallelujah. Come on, as you do what? Purpose in your heart to give. Always, purpose in your heart. If you do a monthly, if you do, um, if you're a salary worker, you can decide, okay, my tithe is, let's say, 50 CDs or my tithe is a hundred cities. Alright, so this is my thoughts. And then every day my offer tree is let's say um five cities. So every week is 20 cities. So I'm gonna put um um I'm gonna put 80 cities down so that every week when I go, I take five CDs out of it and then I go to give it. You don't say, uh heh. Uh, this is it okay? You are get money next week, so I will together when this rent expires. We want to rent a luxurious place in town. If we have not built our church, that's what we want to do. You understand? We'll we'll, we'll rent like three stores at a go, and we'll break all of them and form one church that, that can take like 200 people. You understand? Then we'll leave such we'll be in the town. So imagine you are by, you are you are renting maybe three, which is going to be like let's say maybe three one for thousand cities a month, which will be more than that. But one for thousand, so you are renting like three thousand cities a month. Then they will t- they will tell you that they are taking three years. So um, a year is thirty six thousand. So thirty six thousand times three is what One billion. Eight hundred cities. No, hundred and eight thousand. So one billion eighty million. One billion plus eighty million. For three years. Then you come to church and you say that, our church we don't take offering. So what should we take? Decide today. To start, being a purposeful. All right, any amount of money that comes in your hand, find a place of taking some out for God. And you will never regret that you made that decision. I'm closing with this now. All of us are young people. All of us are very young. If you can have a disciplined, consistent life of financial commitment to the Lord, I just give you like 20, 30 years. You will forever remember and bless the Lord for your pastor. Don't go out 10 years and now start. Because by that time, we'll be gone. We'll be gone. One of the things I learned early was giving. I learned that early. Early. I learned that early. I'll save money, my, 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 how do you call it, my chop money. I'll save it to register for programs. And sometimes I won't even pay for somebody. I may not have all, but I can pay for maybe half. Now I'll tell you, add the rest to it. But don't tell anybody that I helped you. The person will come to conference, the person is enjoying life. We will have paid half. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, When Martin is in need and I give Martin money, Martin is going to say, ah, thank God. I have a testimony. I really needed money. I was going through this thing. And the man of God gave me money. Oh, because I prayed. I blessed God. You don't even come and say, thank you, man of God. He'll give thanks to God. And then the thanksgiving of Martin to the Lord with my name attached to it is a sweet smelling fragrance in the sight of God. So I become like a good news always to God. That's what the Bible says. God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Find opportunities to give. And I'm telling you, you will never regret it. When you start, it's very painful. I, I won't lie to you. It's very painful. Very painful. You have fifty Ghana CDs in, inside, inside your pocket. And somebody comes and says, I legitimate. So it's not like you'll be throwing money around. Legitimate. I need 49 Ghana CDs. We're done. We 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 were on vacation, and then somebody came to me, and the person says that he's going to Takradi. The money he brought, he has spent it. He's going to Takrady with a girlfriend, so I should give also, give me transportation. <laughs> and some way, somehow something it just fell on me just to, and you know what? I gave all the money to the guy, all the money I had. And I realized I didn't have transport. And one thing that I don't find it easy doing is asking people for money and help. I don't like that. You know what I did? I walked from P7. That's where my school is. To Amasamai. When I got there, my legs say, Sah, we all die here. Nobody's going anywhere. I won't move again. Then I called Pastor Kelvin that you send me money. He sent me two CD 50 pesos. <laughs> that was the transportation anyways. So I went to the Momo joint and I told the guy, I'm taking two CD 50 pesos. He says what? I said two CD 50 pesos. He said 25 CD. I say, two CD 50 pesos. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Learn to be A giver. Learn to be a giver. You are very young. It will help you. There are a lot of arrows. They they will not come near you just because God knows that if you die today, a lot of people will go hungry, or if you die today, a lot of people will lose hope. So God Himself will stand and collect the arrows for you. Here you are. When you get five hundred cities, everything was spent on you alone. Say, I suffered to get my money. I have to chop it my alone. When I was working hard, where were they? They were asleep. That's your blessings are locked inside them. Yeah. The Bible made a very powerful statement that anybody who gives to the poor gives a loan to God. He says, anyone who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. Think about it. Some people can make serious demands in prayer. There are serious demands in prayer. That you will be there and you call it grace. It's not grace. Hallelujah. It's not grace. There are people, they will never walk in poverty. Never. It's not possible. Even if they become callous with their spending, it will not work. Because a lot of lives depend on them. I want to become like that. I read, um, um, let's, let's read something. When Abraham went to war, and then we conclude on that hallelujah. Genesis 40. Listen, and when Abraham, verse 40, and when Abraham, Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants. born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. Abraham was taking care of 318 people in his house. Imagine. How they were cooking. (laughs) 318 people in his house. The Bible says born in his house. So you know today they were born and they become men. When Abraham wanted or when Abraham had to go to war, it was those people he had taken care of that he went to war with and he won the victory. He who invests in men is mighty in war. Lift up your voices and bless the name of the Lord as you stand up and bless the name of the Lord for his word, for his revelation.